I spoke to Richard Keeney, the director of Irish shorts like 2014's Recoil and this year's Late Arrivals. Uh, he and his friend Natasha Wu set up Fight Back Films a few years ago and they've gone from strength to strength. Uh, I spoke to him and here's how we got on. Hi Richard, so yourself and Natasha Woe are behind Fight Back Films. Fight Back Films, yeah. Yeah, was there any particular intention or, or mission statement with that name or or what's the story? Um, yeah, we kind of we went through a, diff- a couple of different names and uh, I kind of listed out some things. That I kind of wanted something that rolled off the tongue so the 2S, the kind of alliteration kind of works there, but I kind of like the idea of, you know, fighting back against the idea of, I know, it kind of comes off as a bit cheesy, but something like... You know, you don't need to go to film school or you don't need to have all these qualifications. You, if you have a camera, you can go out and make a film. It was more that kind of attitude. Just kind yeah. of making something rather than just talking about it. So that kind of thing. So were you guys just two people who happened to like films to happen to pick up a camera? Or, or, or did, how did you two start working together, you and Natasha? Pretty much, uh, we went to college together okay. and UCD and we're pretty heavily involved in the uh, film society there. We did film theory as our courses but there wasn't really any practical side to that no no so we started making films on the side with the film society and a lot of our friends were all you know film nerds like us and they wanted to make films yeah. so we'd make all these crappy ones on the weekend with the just the camera equipment we had available and from there we made a few shorts in, uh, over the course of our college course but yeah. uh, after that we wanted to continue and making stuff so we just came up with that little company aim to put put everything under and uh, since then we've made about we finished about five shorts so far. Yeah. And we have a few more, like, being made. We made a few other things, a few kind of corporate ads for business, but we mostly take uh, focus on the, uh, the mm-hmm. shorts and the creative. doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and so the film that you're on the road with now this year is Late Arrivals. And it's that's been, it, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my newest one, yeah. And it's been around the festival circuit by now. How does it feel whenever these festivals, you know, happily screen your work and say, this is, this oh, is good? Oh, it's like, an f- amazing feeling, but... Uh, it's it's kind of just the luck of the draw sometimes. You know, I've entered it to more than 50 festivals anyway, and just you're really, really hoping to get one. Like, yeah. I got uh, got a small one in Brazil. That was, like, the second one that I entered. So oh, I was wow. like, oh, great, this is maybe this will be the kind of run I'm going to go on. I'll get every second one or something. And then I was waiting for months after that. Uh, <laughs> Did the Brazilian one went well. Sorry? Did you end up visiting the film festival out there? Oh, I wish I could. No, no. it was kind of. I found out like two weeks before it was on, and I wasn't gonna be able to afford a thousand euro for the flight earnings. But uh, no, it was great just to have it there, and you kind of just monitoring what's going on online and seeing how it's going. Yeah, it seemed like it went down well there. Um, and then after that, I was just. It didn't look like I was actually going to get anything else, and I was just really, really hoping for an Irish one that I could actually go to and see people's reactions. So then, after loads and loads of declines, I eventually got Cork. Yeah, Andy Cork. And that was amazing because I get to go down there and chat to a few people I already knew and see their reaction to my film. Like, it's a bit painful to actually watch my film on the big screen with everyone else watching, but <laughs> after it was great because you can chat to people. So I would say that was so. cool. Yeah. And uh, and recently I got into a small one in Toronto and um, called Video Drunk, but I got my last film into that last year. Yeah, it's kind of, I think it's their second year running, and I've been speaking to the uh, the guy that runs it for a while and. They're just starting out, and I think they just wanted to see a film by me again, so they just mm. kind of yeah. they went with Late Rivals again. But so, yeah, so for anyone it's who cool to have other people seeing it, yeah, exactly. But but for anyone who hasn't seen Late Rivals, what is it all about? Um, sorry, we're just, we're just walking. Um, it's so it's basically a father and son from Iran move over to Dublin, 
And uh, there's this kind of tension between them, and they're not talking about why they moved over. And you kind of you start to wonder what the kind of distance is between them. And that's pretty much the whole movie, just trying to figure out what it is that they're not talking about. And we, I kind of wanted to focus on the silence between them and how silence can be this big thing in father and son relationships, like just not approaching an issue. Mm. And uh, it pretty much it works its way up to the climax of the end where you kind of eventually find out why they moved and why they're in this position of not being able to talk to each other about what happened. Yeah. That's pretty, it's pretty simple. I just want to do something like two characters and only a few locations, something I can make quite cheap, but then like focus on like directing it as well as I could and getting as good performances as yeah. I could. So, so yeah, I don't know. I liked the kind of simple aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, was, kind of, that was kind of the, the tech, the, the angle you were going to go for, just the simple aspect? Yeah. Or, uh, uh, so where can we see Late Arrivals next if we wanted to? Uh, well, wanted to... Uh, if you're in the Toronto area, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, well, I'd say it's kind of winding down the special circuit now, so I'll eventually release it online, but pretty much anyone that's, uh, able to like our Facebook page and Fiber Films or the Late Arrivals Facebook page. If you send me a message, I can send you a link to look at it. Like you just, you kind of, when you're in the festival circuit, you have to have them password protected so they're not ready, freely yeah. available to the public. Exactly. But um, yeah, this, it'll be released online eventually in the next few months. This and then I'll be moving on to the next thing. So. This led me nicely into my next question. You put some yeah. of your films up for viewing on Vimo. Is it hard to break even when you're giving away the milk for free, or or does it help publicize you? If you know what I mean. Sorry, man. I didn't hear the question there. Can you just go again? You know, you put some of your films up for viewing on Vimo. Uh, is it, yeah, Vimo, yeah, yeah. Is it hard to break even whenever you're giving, you know, giving away the milk for free, if you know what I mean? Or does it help to the thing is, you? The thing is, the shorts, like, you never really, you don't go out to make money off them. Because no. you're never going to make money off a short. There's no way of really kind of getting some, some kind of revenue back from it. So you've really got to rely on the favors of people that are helping you make the film and also just just your passion behind it you're in the end your end goal is just to have a finished product and if you're down money at the end of it that's part of the that's mm. part of the fun of it really i mean i don't kind of see any of the money i spent on films as a waste now i wish i could pay people that worked on my films yeah uh, like crew and actors and a lot of them have been amazing to work for me just for the passion of working in the film yeah. but uh until i'm up to that place you won't be able to really make profit on shorts you kind of what you want to do with a short a really successful short will end up winning a few awards or you know it can be like oscar nominated or something that's like the top for a short but yeah. you don't really ever make money off it you just want to meet the people that you can go on and make a feature and eventually start making money off you know so, so but uh yeah it was never really the main goal for me to make money off it. i just want to be able to actually complete something so and what, not be completely broke at the end of it. <laughs> so what's your main expense then as, as a filmmaker? What's the biggest hit you have to take? Well, um, this short wasn't that expensive. This short was about 500 euro and we did it over oh. the course of three different days. Uh, no, about so three days over the course of April and March this year. Um, that didn't cost us a lot at all because I kind of wrote it with the budget in mind and just kept it to like little places that I knew I could secure, like the locations. The one before I, this the one I made before called Recoil. That kind of it taught me to be a lot more conservative with what I was writing. Yeah. Because we had about twenty different locations, all these ones we had to secure, and then you have to have the big crew and have these big meals and uh, you know just the lights on these huge exterior sets. Yeah, the lighting is pretty much the lights are the most expensive thing. Yeah. Um, 
but when you're moving around a lot, you have to pay for transport, you have to pay for, you know, keeping everyone fed, and, you know, that's obviously the kind of expense that you need to pay. But these long days when you're away from where you used to, where your like, unit base is, if you're shooting out, and say so we shot out in Leafslip and we were out there a whole day in the underground car park of a hotel, and then by the end of it, uh, all the lights we pay for and stuff, uh, it was a great location, but we uh, didn't finish shooting on that day, so we had to come back the next day. So then it was double the expense, and you know these things you kind of you take into account because you know there's going to be uh, those sort of days where you just can't finish. So it's usually yeah, it's the lighting or uh, paying for transport or you know any equipment rental really that you aren't just getting a loan off friends. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, mostly lighting, yeah. So you said you learned a lot from uh, from Recoil, your last film. How yeah. much how much of filmmaking is just you know cutting your teeth trying to trying to learn the basics? Oh, that's that's to... pretty much my whole experience with filmmaking because I mean I didn't a lot of stuff I learned I learned from like teaching myself from watching films or reading up on stuff or the one or two practical courses I had in college. But the rest of it is just going out there and making a ton of mistakes, which is the best thing in the world. Because when you make the mistakes, you just you have this great kind of access to the knowledge of what you're not going to do next time. It's just perfect, and uh, that's. I mean, you won't. You don't want to go out there and just make a film and everything goes perfectly because that's weird. <laughs> like if you go there and everything goes perfectly, then something's definitely gone wrong in another way. Um, it's, like, uh, it's like Leonardo you, DiCaprio yeah. with uh, when he broke cut his hand and. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's just dedication. That's just him <laughs> kind of going with it. And like, I think he probably he probably enjoyed that a bit more because it kind of feels a bit more authentic or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like all those things, you kind of have to roll with the, mis- the mistakes, definitely. And um, they make you kind of a bit stronger as to what you're going to make next, and you know that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, that's that's the most valuable thing. Just make as many mistakes as you can if you're doing those things. And also, I know a lot of people that want to make films. But they're terrified of making a bad film. All you have to do is go out there and just make just anything. It doesn't matter if it's mm-hmm. bad because you're never going to go on and make a film that's even halfway good if you don't start with something that's bad. So, so like I don't consider myself to have made a good film yet, no, at all. But I just want to kind of at least be kind of improving but, a bit every time. So, but I when, think that's the thing. You just have to go on and make mistakes. How many projects have you scrapped, though? How do you know when to scrap it? When to you know, it's not. Well, I've, uh, you mean like actually start shooting and then scrap it all together? Yeah. Uh, I've never done that. No, no? I've, I've scrapped a few concepts that I've been writing on. Yeah. Like I'd be, I might finish a script and then go, no, that's not going to work, or halfway through a script, it's not going to work. But once I finish a script and I go into casting and stuff, that's... which has only been about three or four so far, like that I actually stand behind. But uh, those ones, no, you just have to finish because yeah. if you don't finish this then you don't have a finished product behind you. It doesn't even matter if it's really, really bad. At least you have something finished. So you're not really going to be able to have the confidence to move on to something else if you don't have a finished product. And, uh, yeah, that's my main thing. If you uh, if you can't finish something, it doesn't matter what it is, it'll be harder to go on to the next thing. Mm. So I haven't scrapped anything. Um, even if it's just been terrible, I might not watch it again, but at least I finished something. So you can be proud of that at least. Yeah. So uh, what's Ireland like to be a filmmaker and uh, you know as it's, regards um, to getting your, your stuff out there getting uh, it's got good it's and bad kind of aspects because uh, it's so small especially in Dublin and mm. um, that you if you've done like two films or so and you've auditioned a few people and you've met actors you've met filmmakers 
you start to kind of notice this pattern of the kind of circle that's going on in Dublin, and you you realize that you know a lot of people already, and uh, you, or at least you'll know someone that knows someone, and then it's just this big kind of it's quite a small community actually. A big fishbowl, yeah. Um, but then the fact that it's small means it can be quite hard to kind of break out because there's also not a lot of funding involved. I mean, if you ever see, say, the likes of In Bruges or like Frank or any like Irish films that have done well, they've always got the funding of just a multitude of different European countries or, you know, like Film 4 which from the England or uh, the British Film Institute or something. I mean, you've got a kind of, a lot of independent films are like that. Well, most independent films are, you have about 10 production companies, so you really have to have the context and also you have to stand out in an industry that isn't very big here. And mm. I don't know. Yeah, you just need to work really, really, really hard to stand out when people aren't really that kind of aware of film here in Ireland at all. Yeah, yeah. Do you, th- yeah. Do you find that it's competitive or, or cutthroat getting your film out there? Or, um, or do you think... Well, I mean, it can be quite competitive. I'm not as... Um, what's the word? <laughs> I'm not as kind of used to like that kind of industry. Well, that kind of part of the industry yet, because I haven't went pitching or yeah. I haven't got a feature that I'm trying to get made. All I'm doing is going making my own stuff and then trying to get into festivals. And you meet a lot of nice people, but it's hard. Once you've gotten the festival, that's when you're meeting people. It's tough to actually get out into a festival. And yeah, there's actually, there's a lot of people. I mean, it's, it's a kind of small industry in parts, but there's still tons of people out there making films because they're so easy to make now. Yeah. And like DSLRs and um, good cameras are so common and it, it's so easy to get your hands on something. So yeah, there's a lot of things being made, but at the same time, it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things being yeah. made and it's kind of hard to break in there. You if you meet the right amount of people, you know, you can make your stuff. You just have to get it seen. Yeah. And that's the hard thing. You mentioned briefly there about about a feature, maybe one or two times. Are you planning anything in that, in that sort of a event? Well, that's that's the ultimate goal, like, to actually make a feature that you can, you know, not mm. even just make money off. But that's, that's how you're going to get noticed if you have a feature. Uh, so you're kind of... What I'm doing, trying to make shorts, is I just want to perfect... Not perfect, or even just kind of learn my craft well enough so that I'm confident enough to make something as big as a feature. And, of course, when you're going to get to the feature stage, you're still going to make mistakes. You're still going to completely screw up what you're doing. But that's part of the fun. But you just want to have all the tools available to you uh, at the time to actually make it. I, I've i had a few concepts that I've been going over for the features. And my sister's an actress. My sister's an actress, actually, yeah. And we've been, uh, been writing an idea for a couple of years it just hasn't kind of turned into anything mm. but I'm really focused on just kind of churning out at least five more shorts up until my late 20s like I'm 24 now and then just kind of work my way up to a feature but it's something that you kind of have to work on for a couple of years so even if I start writing it now I wouldn't want to be finished the script until I was completely happy with it which could be like five years or so so yeah, yeah I don't so, know I just want to I want to be as prepared as I can be before I do that but that is what I want to do ultimately yeah so, uh, have you got any shorts coming up in the immediate future? Like yeah, and well, I started writing a new short now. I just uh, because Late Arrivals, I finished that, finished cutting it in about May, and all I've been doing really is just writing off how it's been doing in festivals or like screenings and stuff. And I've been itching to kind of making something new, so I've been working on the concept for a little sci-fi 
the last oh. couple of months, and I just started writing it over the weekend. So, gonna see how that turns out. But that's definitely what I'm gonna be working on next. It's like the first kind of. I mean, I've written a few scripts this year, and like I said, like with the other ones, they just don't really amount to much, or you can be finished it, but you don't really feel anything about it. And this one's the first I've been excited about. So I think it's definitely what I'm gonna be working on next. Yeah. Well, we'll look forward to that anyway. Um, Richard, thanks very much for coming on. Oh no, thanks so much, man. Yeah, um, no, I really appreciate you getting in contact.